Here I go again Same old bar, same old friends It's just my place for security Place like home friends like you and me Here I go again Hello everybody, welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show podcast edition here in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls, the best little city in America. We are recording live at the Full Circle Book Co-op at 123 West 10th Street in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls. And uh, as always, it's Tuesday night. We're leading into City Council Bingo, which is uh, always our our, uh, highlight of my week, City Council Bingo. And I know it's the highlight of my guest today, City Councilor Christine Erickson. Hi, thank you. You're going to have to tell me what these bingo buzzwords are. I'll see oh, if I can yeah. like, work a hey, couple in. Get her, get her the card. <laughs> get her the card, people. Uh, the fix is in. Transparency. I'm guessing that uh, one's on. Yeah. <laughs> you know it is. Oh, yeah. Every week. Uh, I and think there's... we should have like a really hard one on there. You know, Every elected official, we each have our own kind of buzzword. And every yeah. now and again, Huther would come up some, with some really... Really interesting ones. Juggernaut. We always waited for him to say the juggernaut. juggernaut. <laughs> bingo. Yeah. That would have been. See, if you could have called bingo from the from the dais oh. up there, you know, from the. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Bingo. Right. Right. <laughs> Do you make it a drinking game, or is it just you know? It's just uh, drinking. Fun. It's oh, not okay. even a, drinking is not a game for us, Christine. It's a sport. It's, it's, it's a way of life. <laughs> for my producer uh, and brother Kevin, it is in fact a way of life. No, that's not true. It's a little true. Um, so, <laughs> no, we're, uh, Christine has uh, graciously accepted. We've been trying to uh, get you on for quite a while, but you guys have been busy with the budget hearings. Yes. And Non-stop budget hearings. And so we start at 3 o'clock on those days, and oftentimes we would eat a quick sandwich and then start up at 7 o'clock for our meeting, and it, it just would go back to back to back. So it's been tough, so I'm glad it worked out today. We had a little bit of shorter yeah. informational. Well, that explains the hand-to-hand combat that was going on through August at the city council meetings, right? You guys were just <laughs> tired and grumpy. We were grumpy. We were grumpy. Um, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about a few things first, sure. okay? Um, I, first, I should mention, this show has a sponsor now. I don't know if you knew that or not. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Wait, well, don't say that until you hear it. Uh, Northview Bait and Tackle, of course, your uh, uh, spot for bait tackle, uh, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, uh, high-end dog and cat food, and uh, storage. Wow. So any of those things over there on North Kiwanis Avenue, just off Russell, across from Elmwood Park, it's Northview Bait and Tackle. And, uh, of course, we are hosted by our fine, fine friends here at Full Circle Book Co-op, your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe. <laughs> I get I get one laugh out of my guests every week, and it's that one because they, they don't listen to the show. Um, so you brought up uh, the former mayor, Mike Huther. Yeah. Oh, the news today, huh? Yeah. You see the news. So I heard that there is a press release. There's a little presser tomorrow, tomorrow. with uh, the former mayor, Mike Huther, which... I mean, honestly, it may be nothing, right? It may be just, I, got, I haven't had one for a while because I'm not mayor anymore, so I need to have a press conference. It could be. I, I, have, I have no idea what it is. I'm just speculating, but yeah. I, I would guess it's probably in regards to releasing a book. I know he's been working on a book for quite some oh, time. And funny you should mention that, Christine. Maybe that's what it's about, but I am only speculating. Available, available, no idea. available on Amazon today. Oh, shocker. I know. Great timing. 123-page, tight little tome. We'll call it a short story. Uh, a novella. 
Mike Uther, serve, period, lead, period, win, period, colon, government can get things done. Interesting title. Yeah. Interesting title. That is, uh, this is the, you know, he's, okay, so this is mine. I, this is going to be the square I pick in the pool, is he's going to go back to being a Democrat and, and run against Mike Rounds. Hmm. See, now the Democrats probably are not too excited about that because he left. Right, right. I think that sent an interesting yeah, message of loyalty it, to right, the party in which right. you belong to. But, but. Um, the man has a messianic complex, so he probably believes he can save the party in McGovern-esque style. Right. And, you know, maybe he can. Maybe. Maybe he's not, maybe it's not uh, a, just a, a state of mind. Maybe it is true. Maybe he is the messiah. Could be. For the Democratic Party in South Dakota. <laughs> but that's, I, my thing is, he's, because he's not going to stand up there and say, I'm not running for anything. I just released a book called Serve, Lead, Win, colon, Government Can Get Things Done. But he did have a press conference when he changed his, his, his affiliation. His affiliation. He had a press conference when he changed ties. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, but it's available today on, uh, on Amazon. Uh, behind-the-scenes stories from some of Mike's victories and temporary defeats in public leadership. Hmm. Practical insights that will empower any public servant, public servant to get things done. And the difference, Christine, between a politician and a true public servant. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, podcast cannot pick up facial expressions, but that was very <laughs> diplomatic of you, <laughs> City Councilor Christine Erickson. Well, let's be let's be serious, okay? So you were you this city council yeah. city politics is nonpartisan, meaning yes. you are not party affiliated. But right. let's not pretend it's not nonpartisan. At the same time, you were a Republican legislator, yes, right for how many terms? Two years, two Just one term, one term. Yep. Um, you've now been on the council for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, and I was a precinct person before that yeah, as well. So you've been involved in politics a long time. Yeah. Long enough. Yeah. Um, Ten years. Do you think Mike Uther has a, a role in politics today in South Dakota? Um, you know, I think that I admire anyone who wants to serve. I think that it's an important thing to give back to your community and to give back to the place that you love. And um, he's, he's been certainly active with um, his hometown of Yankton, and I know he gave a, a very generous contribution to their indoor pool that mm -hmm. they are doing. And so I think it's important to, to stay involved and give back to those causes that, that mean a lot to you yeah. um, specifically. So, you know, and that was, that was a big deal for him with the Midco. Mm -hmm. Tennis. And tennis. And, and so uh, to give back, you know, I'm certainly not going to criticize anyone for wanting to serve or give back um, at any point. I think that's, that's the, the struggle and the choice that you choose. And a lot, a lot goes into those decisions. I mean, it doesn't just impact me. It impacts my family and my mm -hmm. friends and work. Um, and it's a, it's a big decision, so I admire anyone who wants to serve. Would you, would you vote for it? Um, you take party out of it. Would you vote for him? Depends on what he's running for. Senate? No. Governor? No. Congressman? No. Maybe Mayor? A, maybe a city councilor. Maybe a city councilor in Yankton. <laughs> I did <laughs> not say that. That's my joke. I I'm, I'm harsh that. on the former mayor. Well, I know you are. And, you know, it's no secret that he and I had our, our power struggles as well. I mean... But you're much more diplomatic um, than you. Well, but I... I I serve in the role and I want to move things forward. And so I think there's a little bit of a difference with my, my point of view and my take on it is 
um, if I want to get something done, I, I knew who the man in charge was. And I, I, you know, didn't sell my soul, so to speak, but I knew what I had to do when it came to work together. And I think when you put your differences aside, whether that's an R or a D, and you put those differences aside to, to work together for a common goal, great things can happen. And, uh, you know, one of the, the examples that I like to talk about every now and again is, is you know, having Lyft come to our community, a rideshare company. And Huther played a very important part in that. And he and I really teamed up together with that to, to make change. And that was kind of a turning moment for he and I both because, you know, it, it was always the elephant in the room with he and I. Um, and, and so because you contemplated running for mayor. I did. I did contemplate, not against him, but I contemplated this last go around. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was a really large decision for my family. And we just decided to, this wasn't the right time and that I enjoy being on the council and can still impact and make a change on the council while still being available for my kids, for me personally. So um, despite some of his uh, quirkiness, and the fact that he's from a different party. Did he, I mean, the book's called Getting Government Can Get Things Done. Do you think he got things done? I mean, is that, is that enough of a reason to vote for somebody? Mm. I get things done. No, because it's how you get things done. Can you work with others? Can you collaborate with others? Um, I always say one of my strengths is that I don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but I need to have the relationships with others to get the right people in the room to impact change. It's not just about me and the direction I want to go. It's about how can we move the needle together for the better of the city. And people want to be heard. They want to be involved. And the more you can involve people uh, to move the needle is really important. And I'll also recognize everyone's leadership style is different. Everyone's leadership style is different. And so while I feel like uh, Mayor Paltonakin is getting things done mm -hmm. as well. His leadership style is calmer. very different. Um, the conversations I have with him are very different. Um, I will tell you this budget season is very different for me because the items that have been near and dear to my heart were also a priority of Mayor Paul Snaken, and I don't have to fight to get them in. Like what? Um, the Uf USD Discovery District. Mm -hmm. Every year, Councillor Erpenbach and myself fought like crazy to make sure that that was funded and it would get removed and we why would did put he, it in. Why did uh, Mike Huther not like the Discovery Center? Well, I don't know that he didn't like it. It just wasn't his priority for, for that time. And so Erpenbach um, and I always, which we are both R's and D's, mm -hmm. but she and I, when we teamed up together, you know, we were forced to be reckoned with. You know, she and I could really um, collaborate well together when we were in the same when we were in the same lane. Sure, that wasn't <laughs> always the case. I didn't though. like to go against her very often, but it was great to work um, to get that done, and that's in the budget this year. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't have to it's a big fight deal. to get that in there. The other thing that was really important to me is talking about workforce development. Uh, that's, that's really important to our community and our youth coming out of high school. Not everyone is gonna go to a four-year school. Not everyone's gonna go to a tech school, but what are we doing as a city to have certificate programs and things in place that somebody out of high school can get that and get to work? Because maybe maybe they didn't want to go to a four-year or they couldn't afford it. So let's. there's nothing wrong with a technical institute at all, and it's a very viable education. And so last year, myself and Rick Kiley sponsored an amendment for um, $100,000 mm -hmm. to go towards workforce development. Which a lot of people question, including me, because you're not the school district. We're right, not which the school is, district, and they should be funded. It's it, but an I admirable thing. Yeah. But that, that's not why.
why you get money, right? I didn't give you money so that you could give it to the schools. I give money to the schools so that they can take care of education. But they are, they are impacting workforce development. We lost our vet tech program in this city. Mm -hmm. And so the business community rallied around them. needs ditch diggers too. Right, and so we, we as a city said, okay, we're gonna put some skin in the game. It showed the state that we were serious. The state then said, okay, okay. And so everybody's now kind of moving in the same direction. And um, Vet tech meaning veterinarian tech? Yes, yes. yes. And a few other different items that they've been focusing on for, for the city too. Um, you know, they have a, a high school program of interns and... Um, but let's be serious. Let's talk about workforce development yeah. for a second. Because it's a buzzword everywhere across the country because unemployment's so low. Right. What the hell are you going to do, Christine? I mean, you're the city of Sioux Falls. Really. What can... And don't give me this... I'm not going to give you a politician answer. No, I'm, I'm serious <laughs> because it's a huge problem. It is. It's, it's, um, it's limiting our economic growth at some measure because some companies can't come here because they can't find people to work right and it is a problem everywhere but it's particularly acute here here yeah it's even harder you know we we like to brag about our unemployment rate but it comes with challenges when you have such a low unemployment rate there has to be a healthy level of abled bodies you know that are looking for that next step and that next job um but you know we have a huge workforce coming out of high schools every year that the sti is is a viable option for that mm -hmm. the other thing that i sti um, is awesome the other thing that I like to talk about, too, is, is how SCI can partner with our drug court, how SCI can partner with um, the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. When those folks get out, over 90% of the inmates in, in our prison here in Sioux Falls and our penitentiary are getting out. What are we going to do when they're out? Mm -hmm. We need oh, to treat them like pariahs them. so they don't to, have a place to live. Well, and we want to we train them. We want to get them a job. And we need business leaders around saying, okay, I'm going to take... I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to hire you mm -hmm. to be a welder. I'm going to teach you these tools and this trade while you're in the prison and partner with SCI and have those. And it's huge. The other thing is, is that's a, that's not a solution. It's a, that's a, that's a nice, it's a, would be a good program, but it's not, I mean, that's not going to supply needle moving levels of workers. You'd be surprised, though, that your return of investment on those well, folks sure, in sure drug huge. court yeah. and coming out of the penitentiary, if Absolutely. we can keep them clean and sober and, and down the right track, that's a huge win yeah. for the city on keeping them out of jail yep. and prison, all the crime yep. and yep. bad decisions that are being made. It's a big deal. And Instead so, of throwing everybody in jail, maybe we give them a little bit better education to begin with. Maybe. See Maybe how this goes? You're on, you've created a valuable social program, Christine. <laughs> I have not. Well, that sounds like a big government program to it's me. Not. <laughs> it's not. But I'm, it's, I'm not but a it's free good. college for everyone. That's no, not but that is, that, what you're talking about is an, is an awesome program, but it, change, it takes it's a change of perspective. Yeah. It's an opportunity for us in the city is, is how we want to treat inmates when they get out. Do you, you think know? that we are not encouraging enough for people to move here from other places? Um. Maybe I live in my little box, but I'd say no. I think that it's very encouraging for people to want to live here. I mean, we have uh, people moving here quite frequently. People of color. Um, our diversity is, is very yep. vast. It's changing. It's changing. It's, it's a changing city to be sure, but do you think that, let's, let's go back. Do you think that the immigration policies of this country are hurting the economic development of South Dakota and Sioux Falls? No, I don't think so. Why? Because I, so my kids go to all city. Um, former, former, uh, um, Agriculture Secretary Walt Bones would disagree with you. 
that's you know that, right? I mean, yeah. that's the that's the issue, right? Yeah. In terms of agriculture, yeah. not being able to find any workers to work right. in agriculture, dairies, well, so that sort of thing. I'll share a little bit about the school that my yeah. kids go to. It's All City Elementary. Great school. And the other wing is um, EIC, which yep. is where folks come in from refuge. They are fleeing their country. They're in a dangerous situation. And I meet so many of these amazing mm -hmm. families and kiddos that my kids get to learn about their culture and the language that they speak. And um, it's, it's amazing. And to walk through with them, get them, not me specifically, but the school gets them to mm -hmm. LSS and gets them in where they need to, you know, the dental truck comes and they get their immunizations and they're so excited for some of those things that we all take for granted. But I see the impact that that has. And, you know, we take quite a few people um, coming into our We take our a lot, school. but there's a lot of people in this community who think that's the wrong thing to do. There, there could be, but these people are... No, I mean, there are a lot of people right. who don't these think that the refugees should be coming here and that LSS is the problem, right? These people are coming here legally. I know, but they still think that right. LSS, any type of immigrant, whether it's legal, illegal, and honestly, in some measure, what's the difference, Christine? If you're running from El Salvador, where I have a friend who's a teacher and teachers are being assassinated, mm. how is that not cultural or political violence, but... A revolution is. Right. I hear my, you. My point being, we're a little bit selective with who we bring, and there are a lot of people in this community who don't think that anybody should be coming here. Right. You know that. Oh, yeah, I know that there is an array of opinion on this to where it should be, you know, essentially a free for all, and anybody can come and anybody can do this, and then there's some that say absolutely mm -hmm. none. And, you know, I'm in that middle range mm -hmm. where I, I respect the process that's there. and. I want to see them come legally. I want to see them get jobs. Um, Can't we make the process easier to come here legally? That would be, be that would benefit us as a community, be, right? Yeah. yeah, there could be. But you know, I want to be mindful of making sure that we're not just accepting anyone because I don't I don't want some of these dirtbags that come across and have there's dirtbags problems. I know, but I don't want any more coming. Well, you they don't, I nobody know. wears a label on their the D on their I shirt. I know. Dirtbag. I like that. That's a, that's a, I haven't heard that phrase for it's a long a, time, though, but I like it. I, I have dirtbag. I have an 8-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 14-year-old. So. Oh, so you're talking about, about poop. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. a lot. But, All yeah, boys, yeah. though, and uh, other things. <laughs> your life is hell. Um, uh, let's talk a little bit. Um, I was going to ask you about I was going to push you on the Trump immigration thing, but that just gets me mad, so I'm going to move on. Um... <laughs> We talk about something else, uh, parking ramp. So uh, you were around yep. when this deal was struck, yep. right? I was. Um, going back to former Mayor Huther, that's a big rock tied around his ankle uh, in terms of anything in the future. Um, do you think that he's to blame for that situation? No, I don't think there's. I don't. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to be blamed, Christine. Right. I understand that, and I, you know, I want to be very careful on blame. And as you know, there's potential litigation outstanding, and so I have to be careful oh, what I say. Yes. But I will say I was around um, and supported it. I saw the need for a parking ramp. Mm -hmm. um, where we are today, it's unfortunate, but um, I did see the need. And when you break and down I see, the facts and, I agree and the numbers with the need. and all that, I agree with the need. That, I know there are people who don't, right? Yeah. but I agree with the need. Right. And the project, uh, conceptually, I loved. Yeah. Right. And I didn't have any problem with the, the public private. I didn't have any problem with the public-private partnership. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any problem with the TIF. I didn't have any problem with any There that. was no TIF. 
there are the uh, just the the, the public yeah, 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 the yeah, public yeah. yeah yeah so I I I get that part yeah. right I, I I can see where that's a beneficial yeah. but something went wrong mm -hmm. okay uh, and we knew that these people were maybe not the best at some point when did you think to yourself this is not going the way it's supposed to um, well, when the project didn't keep moving forward. You know, when they when, couldn't make their bond? Their yeah, when, when, you know, when it, when it stopped, that's when I realized, you know, we made the decision, but as, uh, I'm not involved in the inner workings and the decisions that are made on a daily basis or the project manager for that. So I don't know I understand. a lot of the details, even to this day. Did you think when they brought in, um, uh, and I don't want to mess up the names, Journey, mm. Um, that that was going to take care of things because that was sort of how Journey it was, was always involved from the beginning. The, what's the gentleman's name from Everton Companies? Yes, thank you. When they came in to sort of quiet the waves a yeah, little bit, yeah. do you feel like that was going to do it? I did. I then did. how come it didn't? Um, this is what most people don't. I mean, it gets very sort of. I think estimates came in higher than anticipated, and there were some tax credits that weren't received. That the tax they credits were, were a big hoping part of it. to get from the federal government. Well, we they were so stuff. we committed a lot of money on their hope. Then yeah. did well, we know that? I don't. I don't know if that was known or not. Okay. I'm not privy to that information. So that may be part of any potential yeah. litigation. But here's the deal: is I think that at the end of the day, a project can still happen there. It's. There's, there there's is a, a project there. Well, no, I mean, on a mixed yes, use. There's a, a lot of opportunity. Our it's still a piece is, of developable space. Yes, there is. November, but time is going to have to pass, be, mostly because of litigation. This won't be, there will be no free ability to do anything there until everything's resolved, right? Right. Yeah, I believe so. I and believe we so. might be dead by then. <laughs> I hope not. Why? Well, I, I hope I live a lot longer than that. <laughs> my, my producer and I are living a lot harder than uh, we are and right now, you it, people are upset because it looks terrible. Yeah, it's, it needs some work. So do you think that you guys have some plans to make it better, right? I hope so. We're talking about plans to make yes. it better, correct? I hope so. Do you think that will make it better? Um, I think that when a mixed-use project is there is going to be the best scenario. Do you have regrets about your vote to support it? No, I don't. Do you have regrets about, and regrets are harder. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Do I wish it would have turned out differently? Yeah, I do, but. Do you have pause when you think about the, s the vote to keep going, right? After the 10, after 10 Hinkin came in, and he clearly had reservations about mm -hmm. going forward. Did you, do you have pause about that vote? No, we never voted again. So do you, but there was, you didn't vote. So the mayor made the choice to go forward, correct? I mean, it could have been stopped. Oh, I don't know. There was a lot of discussion was, about not doing it. There was a contract signed. So you have to abide by the rules of the contract. So Well, you, the, could have, you could have pulled out and paid and whatever penalty. And there would have been a financial risk well, to that as well. There's but financial risk I, to this. There's financial risk in all, everything we do. So I get it. I do. What else you got for me? No, <laughs> but this, is, this is a big deal, um, right? It is. I get it. I do. But there's What's a lot the of amazing, exciting things that are taking place in our city. You know, from Levitt, I mean, they killed it this, this year. Oh, it was I mean, awesome. They just knocked it out of the You're park. You're just trying to change the subject. But do you think that this will all be resolved <laughs> finally by litigation? 
and you just aren't saying it because unless, you can't unless they unless they settle another way i don't know i that's what our city attorney does do you think that there's... that's why he get paid gets paid the big bucks i'm gonna ask you one more question related to that and then okay. i'm going to change the subject again it's okay and then it's going to be and then <laughs> it's going to be time oh um, patrick between that and the collapse of the the collapse of the building all right somebody died and somebody was hurt badly um a terrible calamity nobody has been forced to take any responsibility for that should somebody be forced to take responsibility for that which is related to the parking ramp to some degree. A portion is related. I mean, there are some common elements. Shouldn't somebody go to jail at some point? You know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know, and I believe that there's still a lawsuit ongoing for that as well. So with some of the parties, right? So. But this is some pretty bad stuff at this point. Right. People are dead, and a lot of public money was spent, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what ultimately people are kind of torqued off about. If you're a big developer or you're whatever, there's really no rules for you. No, I would disagree. I think that there are rules, and I think there's guidelines that has to be followed. And um, I mean, you can't tell me that there are not people that that have concerns and feelings. And um, there, I mean, there are. There's a lot of things that went into that, and so I don't want to downplay what anybody went through in that terrible tragedy. At all. And there's also a federal investigation ongoing. There is. Yep. What do you know there's about that? Nothing. Oh, come on, Spill. I don't. Oh, to be honest, I read it in the, the newspaper just like you do when it comes across breaking news. I'm sorry, I don't read the newspaper. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, my journalist. Friends, my, friends, uh, my friends Jonathan and Joe have done a lot of fine work on that story. They've really dug in. Thank God for Jonathan and Joe. Um, the, uh, now we're going to talk about something you really like. I was going to say football. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about football. It's so easy because to we talk gotta, about. Because we got to let you go um, uh, pretty soon. And first of all, uh, your kids are playing football tonight. They are. Do you – so let's – first question, set the stage here. Your brother obviously is Adam Vinatieri, and you're probably getting sick of talking about that punk. Um, <laughs> but He's almost done, so i got to talk sure, about that's it what as they, much as I can. That's what they keep saying. Uh. Um, uh but your kids now are playing football. They are. Your brother's a kicker. Yes. He hasn't gone through what other people have done, but the, in terms of all the, the injuries and everything. Um, but did you? Your son's a running back. He's going to go smash his head into somebody else tonight. Are you concerned about his health of his brain? You know, I'm always concerned about the health of my my kids, and you know, Mama Bear has to protect them as best as possible and look out for them and. Um, they play not only football, but mm-hmm. they play soccer, mm-hmm. and soccer has a large mm-hmm. concussion rate yep. as well. Yep, especially for girls, for whatever reason. But because yeah. you're not you're not wearing protective headgear, and I could even see that sport going down towards the the headgear mm-hmm. of that. And when we were at yeah. a regional tournament this summer in Kansas City, a girls team from Iowa, I believe it was, did all have protective headgear. Um, Why not? I think they were sponsored by their local hospital and. Um, you know, the kids go through a concussion protocol. They yep. go through yep. their physical. They yep. do all of that from my high schooler to my fifth grader to my third grader. They right. all play soccer. But tackle. that makes you feel good, right? But it's, it's, it's watched very closely. And we sure, watch but, they, but you don't know if too. that's going to have any effect on it. Ultimately, and I'm not right. picking on you. No, it's fine. It's tough because yeah. how, many, how many 
dead NFL guys now have been found with CTI. Right, a lot, yeah. Now, and they played through a bad time. They did, and, and technology has come a lot further yeah. with the helmets and those requirements yeah. and the automatic, like, hey, you got hit, you're out. Um, you know, my 14-year-old, yeah, he is a kicker. He plays for the Roosevelt High School God. freshman team. But he was in on three tackles. And and, oh. and so... And he's got that puny little helmet on. Yeah, you know, well, they, it's the <laughs> same helmet. But he still was involved in the tackles. Now, he wasn't hit hard and right. he was involved in it. But even, even it's a different magnitude than the other positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still opportunity based on the sports that But your other kids, your other kids are running back. So. Yeah, he's I mean, running they're back so small. and kicks. Do they have to play when they're that small? But, you know, one of my friends said, um, it's like two flies hitting each other <laughs> it's like two gnats just smack you know it's it's not real hard hey you don't know that that one of them gnats ain't really woozy after that deal. well and i understand that but at the same time too you know when you look at flag football mm-hmm. and running full speed and colliding with a kid without a helmet on is really no different in my opinion it's Watch just that. as dangerous and there's no protective headgear so cycling christine cycling Protect it's that perfect, noggin. Perfectly safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially the kind that I do. Uh, okay, now let's talk about your brother. I heard you bit. like to drive real fast, though. On my bike? Yeah. Well, as fast as I can. I know. There's a speed limit on those bike trails. You better well, be I don't careful. exceed that. Although, can we <laughs> sure. talk about the 10 p.m.? Oh, now I opened up that. Here it comes. No, first of all, I want to talk about your brother. Yeah. Because this just happened this week, right? With ESPN. Yeah. So he's the good. He's the greatest of all time. That's what it's so amazing to me to think that he's had this long of a career. Because he's you know, 72 I was, years old now, right? He's 46. Oh, okay. But I was graduating from high school in 1996, and that was the year that he went into the NFL. And his story is like nobody else's. He wasn't drafted. Mm-mm. He was invited to kick against Matt Barr, who was a veteran, and he beat him out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was phenomenal. And so watching Other his career. Other than the career, fact that he went to SDSU, it's really good. <laughs> well, he did go to West Point before that. Uh, he was at West Point. You know, I did. I guess yeah. I knew that, but it never comes up. He was actually with our city clerk, Tom Greco, at I the same know. time. Which I didn't know that. Really, quite amazing. Um, but Adam, uh, it wasn't for him, and it was pretty tough. And so he came back and went to SCSU, and then that's where. Well, see, it worked know, out for him. Goes. Yeah. Um, so so it's been fun. the uh, so he's a smart guy too. Um, what's he gonna do? Um, he bought a hunting lodge, um, not that's too good. far. Next to Chad Green, all in Missouri. Yeah, in Missouri. So right, right next to the Ozarks, he's got record-breaking ranch. Uh, It's mule deer. It's you know he's doing great. Hunting's been in our family and our tradition. We just got back from a hunting trip from South Africa uh, Mm -hmm. with my two, my other two brothers and my mom and dad. And so hunting is a way of life in South Dakota, and it means a lot to our family. And I don't know. They got spiders as big as your fist down there. I was belly crawling on a hunt, and there was a snake, and I about just lost my mind. It was really crazy. I could just see it throwing the gun. Ah! I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was, I was freaking out. I'm like, there was a snake. You have a gun, so Christine. I didn't. My, my PH had the gun, oh, and okay. I was carrying the, the sticks and some other supplies, but there was a snake, and he said, that oh, was in it's South just, Africa. yeah, he called it a, a red some red belly something, whatever, and Doesn't he matter. says, it's like a gardener snake. I'm like, sure it is. I'm in South Africa, I don't care what it is, it's a snake, and it's really big. So, so it's hanging off your ear. Right, right. Well, that's pretty cool. When did you go to South oh, yeah. Africa? I think we Early talked. Early June. Yeah. 
Yeah, early June. So it's. What'd you kill? Um, I, you know, I. What are you shooting? What are you hanging? I on? got to take, and we got to eat everything. We were on a tiger reserve, so we were on the Luau Tiger Reserve. Oh my God! You killed and a tiger. So we did not kill tigers. They oh are rebreeding. Stop the tape. <laughs> not okay. They are rebreeding Chinese tigers to release them back in the wild in China. Awesome. And so all the meat goes towards the village. Um, it goes to the hunters, and then it goes to the tigers. So things were referred to as tiger meat if they were non-trophies. And so that's different than what they're serving up in the central, north central South Dakota, right? Correct. That's a different Which tiger. Which seems meat. disgusting to yeah, me. Yeah, that's gross. But um, the uh, uh, what did you what did you? So shoot? I um, I actually had um, seven different item animals. I um, took a I harvested a blue wildebeest, an eland, a gemsbuck, bleasbuck, a warthog. Um, Those little sons of bitches deserve to die. <laughs> They're so ugly. Yeah, They're so gross. And then also a caracal cat, which was a really cool harvest. We did some night hunting and uh, happened to be in the hot seat at the right time. And in five years, they had only shot two. Mine was the second one, and mine was the largest it was ever. was a what? A who? A caracal cat. Oh, sure. Um, so it's kind of like a lynx. Um, very yeah. rare. Um, sure. Nobody other, in my family. Some other endangered species that you're out there. It is not. It is not. Start spreading. Stop spreading. You called it rare. I don't. No, it's really rare to, I, to I hunt them. I know what you're them. talking about there. Yeah, it's really cool. rare to hunt them. And They're a small cat. Yeah. My yeah. brothers, everyone hasn't. They've never, never shot those. So you so, have that like mounted on the hood of your car? Or no, it will, it will arrive in about a year and I'll have a, a mount of that. But we did a bunch of bird hunting too. We shot Franklin's and guinea fowl and pigeons and it was so fun to interact with people in the village and see the impact of what hunting does for their economy you know you what know, I want regardless you to do? of where people stand on here's, the hunting issue here's what i want you to do this has yeah. been my idea for a long time i wrote a column about it many years ago okay goose fest mm. right anybody here does that don't they do that they do they eat all kinds of stuff in pier the uh <laughs> yeah just you can go out and anybody can harvest as many geese as they want in the city. Not necessarily. I'm talking about hand to hand here, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe you know something, and then you have a big like weekend okay. of yep. cooking yeah. of the goose, and then yeah. you have contests and things like this. You know, when the city does harvest deer and geese yeah. and things like that, they do um, donate all the food. Um, they need to. They need to harvest more I geese. Know. Do you like my harvest? Harvest. You're so. You're so pro hunter. Um, that's cool. Yeah, uh, so your house is like the Brockhaus Museum then. You get no, stuff I don't have anything. My, I've never let my husband bring any animals into our home. With a, uh, so I think it's really funny that I go one time and I'm bringing back like three or four. So <laughs> Honey, I'm old. the tables have turned a little bit here. So, But it was, it was the experience of a lifetime to be with my father. Yeah. He just turned 70. Oh, wow. And to be able to spend that time with my dad doing something that he so loved was really, really fun. That's awesome. And yeah. uh, uh, what was else we going to ask you about? That doesn't the hunting and then the goose fest. Ah, I know. We're going to go to one of my favorite topics, and that's transportation. Yes, okay. the so bike path. For, not, not just oh. the bike path. But that's where we're going to start. Okay. Uh, the multi-use trail. Thank yeah. you. Um, the uh, so uh, I got pulled over by an officer on the bike path. On the bike path okay. at ten fifteen. Ooh, boy, he was waiting for you. Going home from the East Bank, traveling with a pack with. Okay, with my fiance, my fiance. Did you uh, get um, a ticket? No, it was a warning, okay. but I was mad. And then for a speeding? no, for oh. being out. <laughs> Just kidding. I know. Did you have and, a class two e-bike? <laughs> I'll never ride an e-bike. Thank you. Well, I will when I'm seventy. Um, 
And then another family, a, a guy I know, his wife, and their little child. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're clearly scofflaws. Well lit, you know. We looked like a UFO going through the park. Yeah. Well, what is wrong with that? You know, I think that there's merit to being able to travel through and use it as a transportation Thank system. I, I get it. There is some, the, the unintended consequence could already exist of people, you know, going through anyways and whatever. So I think that we have to just be mindful of um, that time frame that, or even maybe pushing it back a little bit, saying if you're traveling through, that's all you have to do is have a conveyance. Yeah. Other places do it. It's not that hard. If somebody's going to cause trouble on the bike trail, they're going to do it anyways. I don't think the 10 o'clock thing is going to keep them no. from doing no. Wait a minute. It's 10 o'clock. We've got to <laughs> We might get in trouble. We better not tip over this garbage can or porta potty. Dude, give me another hit. Wait, no, we can't. It's 10. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, that's, that's one piece of it. Thank yeah. you for that. I, I, that. You'll be on my tally board for when that vote comes up. The other thing is um, public transit obviously is a big yes. topic yes. and the, the, the super group, the, the super tramp of, of uh, city the transportation, room. the war room um, are coming together. Contains, group contains some very good people. Uh, they're working really hard. Um, but it, it just feels like we're going to a more, a, a shrunken public transportation system. That's what it feels like. Mm, I don't know that it is. I think that they're trying to be very innovative innovative sure. and technology driven. This last week, the mayor and um, a few of his staff traveled to yeah. uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul area to look at rapid transit. Yep. And I'm sure you probably know more about it than I do, and it's I cool. need to brush up on They have rapid transit buses. I mean, yep. you, it's just like- and So it's just, a, yep. it's just a, maybe even piloting it from, not doing dedicated lanes at this point yet, but piloting it to, from the Sanford, um, the, the Premier Center yep. to downtown. We have so much parking downtown on the weekends. Let's park our cars Wait in these parking garages. Wait a minute. And we have so much parking downtown on the weekends? Well, in the parking ramps. If you would have had an event, so, no, go ahead. I'm I sorry. understand. Yeah. No, but you know, I mean, that just. Was, that was unfair. Keep going. Thank You're right. You. Rapid, like but a rapid transit lines, temporary you know, bus lines. Eat downtown, yep. Yep. spend a little yep. money. But Here you go. But don't we ultimately have to make it more accessible for people to use it, even if it costs more? Yeah, I do. Because we can't because keep building roads. No, we can't. But how do you get people? I mean, I, I don't know. I wish I knew how to increase the ridership. How do you increase the ridership? I make gas four bucks a gallon. Um, <laughs> uh, you can't. Uh, we're I mean, such a car-driven right, society. You, you got to break mean, that. Everyone, I mean, in our family, we have a new driver. He has his own car. I have a Why? car. My husband, Tony, has a car. I mean, it just, we have cars. And, you know, they, the kids do ride their bikes, and they, you know, do that. However. Does development family. pay for itself? I think it's a planning. I think it's been a planning issue. Right. Right. You can't fix it today. Right. This has been a generational problem. Right. Right. And, but it need, you need to change but the way you we think right now, or it's just to keep going. Right? But, you know, you, you, you go to cities like, you know, other larger cities, and they they essentially, you are reliant on the subway and mm -hmm. the bus and, and all of that because bad because it's not bad. Okay. But okay. what I'm saying is, there's nowhere to park the cars. It's so darn expensive to park the cars. Um, it's just that's that's the way of life in these larger cities, and yeah. we're just not there yet, unfortunately. And it's also, you know, if I can get in my car and zip to the grocery store, because we're lazy. Right. I mean, I don't, I'm, time. Time is money. I am a busy, busy person. So if I can 
pop in and go to the grocery store and mm -hmm. be home in 35 minutes. And if you should, but you should have the option. 35 minutes for a bus? Well, well we, should, we should have these options, right? Because not everybody right. can afford three cars. Yes. And I that's agree. where I, I think that it's a, I think it's a anchor around the neck of the working poor mm -hmm. having to drive. Because it's, right. it's, I don't like paying for it. It's just enormously expensive to have a car. Right, it drives right. me nuts. It is, and you know, as a council, though, we did pass the Freedom Pass, and that was started out as a pilot, and that has stayed good. to where that has helped youth get yep. around in the summer and hopefully get thing. to the pools. Maybe even some of them get to work. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear more success stories on we that. Need, we need to make it work. But hopefully, I look forward to seeing the full report. Yeah, yeah, I because I, I, I just want it to be better. I, you know, I, I just it's a big, big issue to take on, and so I it's, admire that that big. I think more people could use it than do. Yeah. They they just blame the system yeah. without trying. Right. 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 Because I use it, works fine. Right. But I'm a multimodal guy. Right. So. You're trendy. I am. I'm so <laughs> so hip. You're so hip as so you're drinking hip. your IPA. Yeah. <laughs> my my uh, Minnesota-based IPA. Thank you, uh, yeah. Christine. You've got to go. I'm sorry, yeah. I kept you way past You curfew. are fine. It's my pleasure to be here. And um, you you let come me know back, anytime. right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, have fun out there, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Everybody, Christine Erickson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and we will uh, we'll be back next week. That's enough of this program. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Patrick Lally Show, brought to you by Northview Bait and Tackle, your uh, source for live bait, tackle, propane, propane accessories, storage, U-Haul, and high-end dog and cat food. Uh, and of course, we are uh, with the good people at Full Circle Book Co-op, your conservative communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe at 123 West 10th Street. Thanks, everybody. See you again next week. Bye-bye. And I don't know what tomorrow brings. Someone want to know. And I can't tell what I need to have To have to show Everyone is falling to the ground But I won't run
Just. 